Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Beachside CEO. Troy Dooley is your host. We are heard around the globe on the Home Business Radio Network. You can go to homebusinessradionetwork.com and hear us live twice a day, plus some 30 different show hosts, beautiful music. The network goes 24-7, and yours truly does the news over there a couple times a day, keeping you, our listeners, in tune with what's happening and what's going on. And I tell you, we get stoked about life, about what's happening, about where it's going. And that's why we're doing this new series by Dr. Henry Cloud, The Law of Happiness. How Spiritual Wisdom and Modern Science Can Change Your Life. So many times over the years, I've listened to people, and and they've kind of blown off science. It's interesting because so many times, good-hearted people listen to what is told to them and never do their own due diligence, whether it's in business, spiritual matters, relationships, and what they believe to be the truth can be somewhat skewed because they don't dig deep enough. And that's what's happened sometimes in the Christian community when you hear people talk about science as if it's taboo or or they tell you that evolution can't be believed. And, and although both of those statements have some half-truth to them, when you get deep into things, you start to realize that there is there's a little bit of backwardsness. prime example is two phrases that we hear sometimes. And one of them is, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. We know that that's a myth. The Bible says the tongue is a two-edged sword. And in today's 21st century, we see kids committing suicide because of what other people say about them on the Internet. So we know that's not true. The second myth that we hear is, God will never give you more than you can handle. And yet I see that nowhere in the Bible. As a matter of fact, many times... God gave people more than they could handle. Job is a prime example. And they had to cry out to him for help and things to rely on. Now, I want you to know if you're new to the show, this is not going to be some spiritual woo type deal. That's not me. But what I want to do is dig into two things that I do know, faith and science. And when you put the two of them together, you start to find out that no matter what your spiritual background, no matter what your, your worldview is, When you put both together, you start to learn something. In today's chapter, happy people are givers. I could change that to say happy people are servers. Because at the end of the day, that's what happens. Dr. Cloud starts this off. He says, when my older daughter, Olivia, was about three or four, she attended a half-day preschool a few days a week. She loved it and was making lots of friends. One day before I took her, for some reason, we got onto the conversation about sharing. We talked about how you can share all sorts of things with others, from love to helping people to sharing cookies and toys. I suggested that when she, when she got to school that day, that she find somebody and share something with her. I thought it would be one of those normal, uh, on-the-run father-daughter talks, and I didn't think much about it. Later, though, something happened that I will never forget. I picked her up from preschool, and as we were walking around the neighborhood, she began to tell me about her day. I asked her about her activities, and she told me they had made some cookies and how much she loved them. Then she told me she saw one of the little kids didn't have any for some reason. So she walked over 
and gave her cookie, or gave her cookie to him. I thought that was nice, but not earth-shattering. She had shared things before, but what she said next, however, was. She said, Daddy, something happened. I don't know what it is, she said, and she gave me a serious look. What, Levy? What happened? I asked. Well, when I gave Brandon my cookies, I felt something in here, right here. She immediately pointed to her little chest. It felt really warm in here. What was that, she asked. When I heard that, I actually felt like I was going to break apart in tears. But I managed to hold them back. I said, that's love, Levy. That's what you feel inside when you give things to people. It makes you feel nice and warm. It really feels good, she said. I want to do some more of that. I really like that. See, when we give, all of a sudden, and it's a mental thing, it's inside the brain, the chemical twists. And we go from being this egotistical, narcissistic, me, me, me person, sounding like a little one- and two-year-old, to actually doing things for others. It's hard to stay depressed when you're doing something good for other people. See, this is an amazing thing. I'll tell you another little science that I found. You know when you feel like crying, when you're just depressed and you're you're stressed out and you cry? Do you know that if you look up at the sky, your tears will stop? It's amazing, isn't it? Sometimes I think through through just natural creation that God does some really bizarre things because I don't know how many times I've been crying. I bow my head and I cry, but I look up at him and I start to get joyful. It's crazy, I know. We're not going to go there, but it's amazing. Anyway, it's more blessed to give than to receive. How many of you heard that? Oh, it's better to receive than to, I mean, better to give than to receive. I hear that all the time at Christmas growing up. Mommy, can I have this? Mommy, can I have it? Now listen, son, it's better that you give than receive. Now I think sometimes our parents say that because I know I have, things are tight you know, you don't have all that money. You don't you don't want to tear your kid apart, but at the same time, you, you want them to be thankful for what they get. But one of the strongest feelings of happiness and well-being, based on the research that we have over the years, is from people who are givers. When I look at some of the most successful businessmen in the world, they were givers. If you read Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, one of the principles that he teaches is to be a giver. I'm not just talking about giving tithe to a church or or given to some charity. I'm talking about giving of your time, energies, and effort. In network marketing, I try to give about 10 to 15% of my time for free to people inside my community, whether it's CEOs, top leaders, or or just people out there. I I comment more on my blog than anybody I know out there. I think we have 12 or 13,000 comments that have been responded to on our blog over the last few years. I come in on Facebook. I come in on the social profiles, Google+, Plus, et cetera, et cetera. I answer emails. I do this not because I have to, but because it's something that I believe gives back to a community that I've made a lot of money out of. See, giving is exciting. Some people will abuse giving. Oh, Troy, I gave and I got screwed. So What? They crucified Jesus on a cross. All he did was give. doesn't matter. Let me tell you what some neuroscience found out. George Mole and, and Jordan Grafman from the National Institute of Health showed that pleasure centers of the brain, the one that respond to both food and sex, 
Also, light up when people think of giving to others. God has actually looked or hooked our brain up in a way that makes you feel good when you give. I'm going to challenge you husbands out there. So many times when we're researching about families and we're trying to help couples and we're trying to help parents, one of the things we find out is that women think their husbands are takers. They always want, want, want. They never give them appreciation. In studying the trends of network marketing, we found most women come in here because they want to be recognized. They want to be appreciated. If you want your sex life to improve, here's what you do. You actually start giving to your your wife. Help her around the house. Find out what her love language is. Find out what it is that she needs. You take care of her needs first, and I guarantee you your needs will be taken care of. Women, you're tired of your husbands all the time dogging you. I want some more sex. I want I want to get with you. You want more? You want them to stop? Start looking around at what they really need, and it isn't sex. I'll tell you that right now. Find out what the underlying intimate need is that they're missing, and I guarantee that your life is going to get a lot more enjoyable because you're going to get more out of them. They're going to get more out of you. You're going to start having an intimate life. There's a reason, Paige, and I've been married 25 years, and it's not because it's all been peaches and cream. I'll tell you that right now. See, when you start to learn that giving in every aspect causes things to happen, you start to get excited. Same thing with your business. If you're in network marketing, if you're running a franchise, if if, if you're running a brick-and-mortar business, you're just starting out on your own. You want to be able to build your business, then you've got to give. We're going to be doing some upcoming series on, on what I call distributor experiences or, or, or customer relations because the companies that are exploding in a down economy are the ones that put their customers first. If you run a, an organization that does franchises, you've got a bunch of franchisees, they're your customers. If you run a, a company that uses a network marketing arm, then the majority of your customers are going to be your distributors. Don't get me wrong, your end user is also a customer, but that's for a different deal. So you've constantly got to be serving and taking care of people. It's amazing. Listen to this. While there may be some activities in life that are in question, giving to others is not one of them. Showing acts of kindness and being just passionate about helping others always shows that people people get happy. People people that are serving other people that are seeing joy, that, that changes them. If you want to increase your happiness, spend some of your heart, mind, and soul, even your money, on others. Dr. Cloud says, research has shown that when people spend money on others or on charities versus themselves, that the money spent on others is the money that returns happiness. Giving actually makes people happier than spending money on themselves. Giving to others makes you healthier as well as happier. Now that's a big one right there. It is good for your mood, your soul, and your body. Studies have shown that giving, helping, serving is related to mental health, and those who help others have less stress, anxiety, and depression. My good friend B.K. Barreco has what he calls the double bottom line gift. It's his next child, uh, it's his children's vitamins called Next is what it's called. And, And it's amazing to me because what happens, this is the cool part about this, Every bottle of Next Vitamin that he that he sells, and, and my kids use it, he gives a bottle away to underprivileged children worldwide. I tell the story that back in, in when Haiti got hit with the earthquake, 
I challenged the network marketing companies to give some product. BK was one of the first ones that sent bottles of Next into Haiti. Richard Brooke, my other friend, great guy, personal mentor. I put a, a new training series together and said, Richard, I want to help market your book. I want to, I want to get it out in front of people because I think the four-year career is just a great recruiting tool. He sent me a case of books to give away. He understands giving. Now, I want, I want to tell you guys something. When somebody blesses you with something, don't throw it back in their face. Thank them for it and then pass on to others and give away some things. This weekend, I'm going to be training in Dallas, Texas, and I guarantee you some of the stuff that I'll be doing is passing out Richard's book to get it in the hands of other people because I think it's so powerful and so so important. See, this is what it means to give. My son Dalton, a few years ago, called me up and said, Dad, I, I want to start a, a nonprofit called Guardian Angels. I said, okay, what happened, man? Because we've already got uh, Emerald Coast Disaster Relief. He said, oh, I've got a couple up here. It's, it's really not a couple, Dad. It's just a, a daughter and a mom, and somebody torched their duplex, and they don't have anything left. That kid raised funds, was, was, was in the newspaper, not because of him, but because he was passing out and handing out to others. See, this is what life is about. This is what we've got to look at. This is what we've got to do. See, when, when studies show that we're less stressful, less anxious, and we have less depression when we're giving to others, why in the Sam Hiller would be being so greedy? This is one of those things that just pisses me off with lifestyle. It's not about lifestyle. It's about life change, and you need to be part of changing people's lives. The, the company, Vaisala Science, who are just, just remarkable guys that run that company. I was just reading Ryan Blair's book the other day. But something that amazes me, they, they, they call themselves the transformation company because they really want to transform lives like their lives have been transformed, whether it's, whether it's health-wise or financially. And I just think that's phenomenal. It's what changes people. See, the light, when, when you change your life and you become a life of a, of a giver, when you, when you start looking for ways to serve others, all of a sudden certain things happen. But how do you do this? How can you, how can you give? How can you, you say, okay, Troy, I'm going to give because I'm going to be happier? No, that's not what it's about. There's certain things that you have to do in order to let this law work. Number one is you've got to give out of faith. So you've got to be able to give when you don't really think you can give or you don't really think you have anything else to give. Every one of the clients that I have, I gave to them freely before I ever said, now that you've seen the value, let's strike up a strategic relationship. I have constantly, I have always given more than I've received. And when I don't believe I can give more than I can receive to a client, I cut the client loose and tell them to find somebody else. You may give to your church. You may give to a charity. You may just give of your time and energy to a soup kitchen or to a homeless mission. Jeff Foxworthy, somebody that I appreciate, an acquaintance. You guys probably know him from the, are you smarter than a fifth grader? Jeff, not too long ago, was asked to speak at the Atlanta homeless mission. He wasn't really big into the homeless deal, but he said for a friend, yeah, I'll come down and do that, but, you know, I'm not, don't, don't expect a lot from me. Jeff's life was changed. He saw men that were 
trying to be somebody. He took one of those men under his wing who had terminal cancer. Man got back on his feet. Still has terminal cancer, but now he's giving it forward. I happened to be at a Catalyst conference. I drove the car in that they bought for this man. It wasn't a brand new car. It was a used car. But to that man, it was the greatest gift he'd ever received. Jeff had written a check out because this man wanted to get around and try to help other people, try to change their lives like his had been changed by Fox, Foxworthy giving him love, taking time out. Second thing you got to do is you got to give out of empathy. You can't be giving because you're going to receive something. You can't give out of sympathy. You got to give because you understand, because you've been there. You've got to let your own compassion be your guide, and it will connect you with those. Same way when building your organization. Not everybody in your organization is going to get your undivided attention. But those that you can see that have the heart, that are trying to, to, to make it, that have the same desires that you do, they're a server. Pour into them. Give them what they need. You'll change their life, and you'll change it in a big way. Third, you've got to give out of your whole life. It's not just the money. I mean, we can go into the Bible, and God shows us where he says give with an open heart and all that good stuff. But I'm talking about with everything you've got. Paul Sherwood, good friend of mine, somebody I just adore and I love. We, we don't agree half the time on politics, but we always agree on serving other people. That's what I love about him so much. Once a month, he runs what's called SOS. It's, it's, a, it's a program here on the Emerald Coast to take food to people that can't get out and eat. They do this every weekend for people, and he just happens to lead the crew that does it on, on one of the weekends. And I tell you what, I've never seen a man so happy. He'll bust his butt all week long. It's stressful. He puts in fire systems in, a, in, a, in big companies. And, and, man, when that bell rings on Friday night, he's rushing home to get ready for Saturday because he's going to be out in the van guiding a team, delivering food, meeting people, giving with his whole life. I watched him lose a boatload of weight this year in the biggest loser contest at our church and started running again and preparing to run some marathons. See, that's what it's about. Troy, I don't know if I want to listen to you anymore. I don't know what this has to do with business. Well, let me share a little bit what giving has to do with business. Go study John D. Rockefeller. Go study J.C. Penney's. Go study Sam Walton. Go study Warren Buffett, Bill Gates, and see what giving has to do. Go find out why the richest men in the history of the world, in every nation, were givers. And how those that were rich that didn't give, how they lost their fortunes. Some of them lost their families. And you start to realize there's something to this giving thing. Not just in money. You take the Hershey family as an example. You know, you go to Hershey, Pennsylvania, where the chocolate factory is, and you see a whole town built around it. And you see a lot of the houses all look the same. And when you start looking, you you find out why, because old man Hershey said, I want to build homes for people to be able to work and afford. I don't want them to, to be suffering. It's amazing what happens. Henry Ford man I admire, had his quirks without a doubt. 
But he wanted to make the automobile affordable to the masses. Did he make money? You bet. But you ought to see what the Ford Foundation has done over the years. It will blow your mind when you see things like this. So the second thing is out of empathy. The third thing is out of your whole life. And the fourth thing is you've got to give it in a structured way. If you're given money, I suggest that you figure out what percentage you want to give and decide if you're going to give it to a church or a charity or something like that. If you're serving, then like my friend Paul Sherwood, then you know that every fourth or fifth weekend you're going to be serving and this is what you're going to do. If you're like my friend Eric Parton, the pastor, then you're going to be doing it all the time. If you're like me, every Tuesday you're going to be meeting with a men's group, an accountability group, you're going to be serving. Everybody does it a little different, but they do it methodically. Figure out how you're going to do it. My wife gives by making sure that our grandchildren always have a home with a safe roof over their head and enjoying the things that God has given them a talent for. One of our granddaughters, Lena, is a natural gymnast and is at four years old is already on a team that is training for the Olympics. My other granddaughter, Tempest, has a natural, just beautiful flow when it comes to ballet and has fallen in love with dance and is dancing. Ashton may end up being a mountain climber. That little fart just... She climbs everything. She's hilarious. See, whatever whatever it is that's needed, whatever you got to do to give, that's what you do in number five. Make sure that you're giving freely. See, you can't you can't give out of stinginess. You can't give out of uh, if I give, I'm going to receive type crap. You got to give with a cheerful heart. The Bible says this. I want, I want to use this. Okay, It says, remember this. Whosoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whosoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each man should give what he has decided in his heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Notice that it doesn't say anything about money. Give with your whole life. Give with passion. Give freely. I don't ever loan money to my kids. I give it. If they pay it back, that's even better. If they don't, I never have to have anything hanging over their head. One of the things that I just hated the most was owing people money, especially my mom or dad. So I just don't. See, there's really three types of givers. Those people that give reluctantly, that's that's the kind that give with with results and they and, and it's basically for manipulation and pressure. They're forced. It's kinda of like forcing a close in a sale. The other give under compulsion. That's a result out of their own guilt or pressure from the inside. But the third kind is those that just give with an open heart. They give freely. Tessa's boyfriend, Jesse, is a kid I've just grown to love like a son. I bought his breakfast today. He's getting ready to go to two weeks over in Japan. He's he's half Japanese, and he has the opportunity to, to go to Japan to help mentor other kids and teach them about their culture. 
Man, I love that and respect that. He's such a, a cool kid. This last week, him and Tessa were were out there just having fun with the youth group, spending time together, and they both were out past their curfew, which is midnight. Neither one of them thought about calling home. They were with they were with the youth pastor, didn't think anything about it. The next day when I found out that Tessa didn't get home till 2 in the morning, I didn't get on to Tessa. Her mom took care of that. What I did was got a hold of Jesse. And I said, Jesse, remember the first time you ever came to the house, I came out and met you. And I told you, she's one of the most precious gifts God's ever given to me. And when she's with you, you're responsible for her. And if something happens, I'm going to hold you personally responsible. I said, it disappoints me that neither one of you thought about making sure that we knew you were going to be late past midnight. And as her responsible party, because you're older and I gave you that responsibility, although the ultimate was hers, you should have been checking in. He did not at any time argue or debate me. He said, thank you for loving me. I'm sorry. Thank you for bringing this to my attention. It will not happen again, Troy. He gives with an open heart. And I gave to him instruction that I feel was with an open heart. See, this is what we have to do. Here's the other thing that we've got to do as we come to a close today. You've got to give past your emotional resources. Here's what John or or, or what Henry writes. He says, Giving past your emotional resources will not lead to happiness, but sometimes to unhappiness. Now think about that. Giving past your emotional resources. See, sometimes we get burnt out on serving. When we give past the emotional resource, we've got to do one of two things. We've got to pray and say, Lord, am I doing the right thing? Are you telling me to move on somewhere else? Or we've got to look and see if something's changed inside. See, number six is give past your comfort level, but not your emotional resources. See, this is interesting because this is something, listen to this. I know I just said not to give past your resources or under pressure, and I mean that. Well, what I said for these, those situations, but the truth is that healthy giving is like a muscle. We have to use it and pick up more and more weights. Kind of goes back to number one, give in faith. You've got to stretch yourself. When you stretch yourself, you'll grow. Our church has, a, has an interesting deal. We have a 90-day money-back guarantee on tithe. We have a website, and if somebody's never tithed before, then we tell them this. We say, you know what? Come register. Give for 90 days. Pray and, and give with an open heart. See what God will have you give, and we guarantee at the end of that 90 days you'll see something change in your life, and it will be to the positive. If you feel at the end of 90 days that your money's been wasted, that you haven't changed, that we lied, we'll give you 100% back plus interest. Amazing. Nobody else I've ever seen does that. We've never had anybody take us up on it either. Because like network marketing or anything else in life, when you look, you will grow and you will find something that will change your life forever. Number seven, make it relational. All giving should be relational. I've got a company right now that's that's saying if you if you join our company, we will give money to a poor child somewhere starving to death. I just hate that kind of crap. You want to know what you need to do? You need to start right in your own neighborhood. You need to start seeing how you can give and give with an open heart. Don't worry about the crap. 
just volunteer. We do this a lot in our neck of the woods through our church and individual. We just find people that we can give and we give. We give of our time, our energy, our effort. Just give. Build relationships. Give some more. Build relationships. Give some more. Build relationships. Another verse, this came from something Jesus said in the Bible. He said, love your enemies, do good to them, and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High, because he is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Man, just learn to give. Jesus once said, it's better to give than to receive. And I believe that that's true in all facets of life. Folks, I love it when you all hang out with us. You've made our show one of the most popular on the Home Business Radio Network. I appreciate everything that you do. If we can be a service, send us an email. Go over on the website. You can you can click there and give it to us. Tomorrow, happy people are not lazy about happiness. I love this book. It's part of John or uh, Dr. Henry Cloud's series, The Secret Things of God, and it's phenomenal. Live life like it's an epic adventure. Stay dangerous. Stay strong. And remember this. You're hearing the Beachside CEO on the Home Business Radio Network, the voice of Positive Powered Radio.